welcome to the second part of Concepts That Frustrate Us. I started the first part, so now it's Moses' turn to start the second part. Go ahead. Hello, hello, everybody. And just uh, in case you haven't listened to the first part, make sure that you go listen to it. She spoke about love and media and people judging people as judging. well as people thinking you owe them when you clearly don't. So we have a lot of venting and frustration there. True, but it was more like therapy. I have to say that is very true. <laughs> so <laughs> enjoy that. And I'm going to be talking about my concept now. And what I found really frustrating, well, number one is practicing. Mm -hmm. So you know that in order for you to craft a skill or art, you must practice over and over and over again for you to be able to grasp whatever you, you are trying to um, work on. And we all know Malcolm Gladwell, and he has this really known rule slash saying slash principle that's, you know, 10,000 hours of deliberate practice are needed to become world-class in any field. Now, you might wonder what is deliberate practice, right? And it's, well, in a psychologist's definition, it is practicing in a way that pushes your skill set as much as possible. So just working on it, trying it over and over and over again until you master it is the concept of practicing effects. And that doesn't resonate well with me. I mean, it does maybe for a couple of few days, but then I cannot hold myself accountable. Don't you get bored from practicing something for so long? I also feel discouraged. Yeah, true. That. Yeah. Because like doing it day day in and day out, you're going to lose your passion for it. Yeah, even though if you love it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, you're building skill, but you're losing passion. I mean, I feel like it goes with like anything and everything. Anything that you do on a daily basis mm -hmm. gets tiring over time. Even if it becomes a habit, you still get tired of it. Yeah. Unless it's like eating, drinking, <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> Uh, I mean, even sleeping can be broken sometimes. Insomnia. True, exactly. Insomnia. And although it has been shared by Malcolm Gardner or recommended by him to put that much of time and effort into practicing, I think when I was researching, I found a study that actually goes against what he said. I didn't dive deep into it. And I've done a lot of reflection on myself and on my thoughts as well. That's actually one of the first things that I do when I wake up. And, you know... I like that you do that. <laughs> it's therapeutic. I noticed that social media and the effect that it has on me, on us, mm -hmm. was one of the reasons oh. why this concept was actually very frustrating. Yeah. Um, and maybe you guessed it, what, what I'm going to say next, because it's so visible out there, but we still get tripped by it. And... It is, you know, all these videos and content and people sharing their lives and they just seem so collected and accomplished. And mm -hmm. what we see is just jump cuts. It's True. just one angle and not the full picture. It's the yeah. end results. Mm -hmm. You don't see the full on journey. No matter how many times I try to remind myself, I always fall for it. Yeah, true. Me too. I mean, you. I feel like 
I've heard this before, but when you see the highlights on social media mm-hmm. and you don't see what's really going on behind the scenes, how bad that person's mental or physical health is, what they're going through, what their family is going through, and maybe they do have financial issues, but you get to see the luxury side of it all. But how does that connect with practicing? I think it connects to me. It's it's more of a discouragement okay. because I feel like well, I've done a lot of things. I've worked, oh. and I'm not getting what that person is getting. Yeah, or, I mean, I feel like especially the more disadvantaged people can fall victim to that, and yeah. I, my heart reaches out to them. Sometimes people be using their luxury as a way of bragging or just feeling themselves because they really don't have anything else to to stand up for themselves yeah. if, if it makes any sense yes i agree with you they do show their luxury to maybe cover up an insecurity or try to boost their ego in any way shape or form because mm-hmm. they might lack it in any other way or form i've definitely seen that actually in person so i really do believe that social media can be very fake Especially if you get to know that person in real life, you wouldn't even know what they're going through unless you get to know them at a deeper and more personal level. And honestly, it's a facade. It really is. I can definitely see your point. That was a part of the reflection that I that I did. Again, because of these editing and jump cuts and fast forward, as Moza mentioned, we don't get to see the full journey because we're only seeing the undergrowth. We're seeing the highlights. And if I connect that to the practicing concept, it's very discouraging to me sometimes, or most of the time. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm going to do this and ace it from the get-go. And I cannot explain to you how how many things I've tried to do, Mm -hmm. then gave up on, Mm -hmm. and just hated to even talk about it or see it or do anything that has to do with it. Just because of the first try that I had, like, I wish that I went and went in into that thing with an open heart, no expectations, and just as a learning experience, rather than beating myself up for it. You know exactly. I mean, okay, going on like we're tackling what you first said with social media and you not knowing the progress that someone made. You're seeing the top of the iceberg. The the simplest example is seeing someone's body on Instagram and you not knowing the amount of dedication they had to go to the gym every day, what they eat in a day for them to have that type of body, the genetics that make up their body. You wouldn't know if that person's actually suffering from an eating disorder for them to be able to look like that. You just idolize it and you would be like, why don't I have that type of body? Like she reached that type of body with no work. Well, but you wouldn't know the amount of dedication it took. Tackling what you said towards the end, I feel like society and honestly us ourselves and as a society, just if we have this expectation where um, in our first eye or maybe our second, we're going to succeed with high skill. And we think that it's going to be instantaneous where like, boom, you now have that skill. Boom, like you're good at this. But no, it does not work like that. And I think that's what you find frustrating because you have that expectation where you think you're going to be good at it from the first try. I had it as well with learning the Korean language. I mean, I thought that I would ace it because the amount of Korean dramas like I watched and 
the music that I listened to and all of that. And when it hit me that, no, it's going to take a lot of hard work and dedication to learn a language, I felt demotivated. Mm -hmm. That's even a word mm -hmm. because I entered it with expect expectation that I'm going to succeed on the first try. Mm -hmm. I can definitely relate to that point. I mean, I've been trying to learn ever since 2016, 2017, and I'm, I'm self-taught yeah. up until now. So I'm trying to strip that shame or guilt of not putting enough dedication. I mean, it's not about dedication. It's just courage and believing in myself mm -hmm. and just wrapping my head around that it's okay it's a language and it takes it takes time it takes years yeah but you seem to, to people from that sometimes that they, they grasp it they can talk maybe not as fluently but they can talk after a year and a half or two years and that's when like slight shame mm -hmm. comes in the picture there's an expression that says um Grass is always greener on the other side. When you look at the other... Oh, oh that question she caught me off guard. I meant that when you would look at somebody else's grass, it's going to look better than your grass. Mm -hmm. Because you tend to idealize that grass. Or you would want to reach that grass. Um, it's an expression that's always like been said. Grass mm -hmm. looks greener on the other side, mm -hmm. but when in actuality, yours might be better. There's another expression that says, be so focused on watering your own grass that you don't look at other people's grass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like this relates to the, this entire concept because at the end of the day, what you're doing is comparing yourself to a person and the amount of hard work that they have done that they've not shown you. Yes, some people might have grasped the language faster than you did, but that does not mean that your dedication is any less than theirs. Mm -hmm. it, it all goes back to also like brain capacity and you being able to handle it and all of the above and how much you have on your plate mentally and physically. And at the end of the day, you shouldn't compare yourself to anybody else. Everybody has their own journey. Mm -hmm. um, everybody has advantages and disadvantages in their own life and every, everybody's going through something you cannot tell me that nobody goes through something I don't care if you're the richest person you still have so that's basically what I find uh, frustrating in the practicing concept and maybe let me know if I can share the opposite study that doesn't agree with Malcolm Gladwell's role that you can share in a future episode. But now I'll be moving on to the second concept and it is multitasking mm -hmm. and it's something that I found out Moza and I have in common <laughs> and it's very evident these days. It's such a big struggle. So I was writing this uh, bullet points like script for this episode and while I was writing I was actually listening to a podcast as I was typing out the script. Should we shout out the podcast? Yes. Rotten Mango. Yes. Stephanie Sue. Yes. Love her. This. <laughs> love you. <laughs> so. Like we have more followers than she does. She probably has more. But here we are comparing ourselves again. Oh, God. <laughs> But you just love that when you catch yourself. Mm -hmm. So I know that juggling these two things at the same time, that's very bad. And I'm like, how many senses am I using at one time? That That's too much. 
you know, but I, but I just cannot seem to reveal the core core problem. I only have theories. I think I know the core problem. Give me. It's FOMO, the fear of missing out, the fear of you missing out on time of you being able to like do these two things. Mm. I think that's what it is. I FOMO. think I can add it as a third option to the other two reasons. What the two reasons that I have? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the other two that I have and then add to what you 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 were saying, but. I just wanted to let you know that I was also at the moment feeling like anxious. I was feeling like my heart was racing a little bit out of breath while I was writing that. And when I started to think about it, okay, maybe a part of me believes that it is the fear of sitting in silence, you know, that I need to have something playing in the background that sort of fills the space around me so that I'm not just sitting with my thoughts and... Um, being bombarded at that time so as I work and, or type or write that's what I would be doing having a, something playing in the background so that's the first theory the other theory that I have is what I'm doing is actually a way for me to escape so like I have a lot of self-doubt at times and it manages to get the best of me so my brain is like oh, okay how about we be productive but we're uh, like let's work on this task but let's also listen to this while we're working it's like i want to do something but i feel a little bit not qualified or not that confident in myself and still so i'm like i'm trying to accomplish it but i'm also trying to run the other direction okay so it kind of relates to also the first point of you trying to fill that void that you feel when you're trying to accomplish something trying to fill that with noise as you said like trying to fill the silence yeah it's kind of like you're running away running away from your thoughts or maybe the thing that you're doing scares you because of maybe how stressed you are how anxious you are you said you felt out of breath and anxious actually yeah, like it stems from like thoughts absolutely and yeah so doubt yeah for me it's the fear of missing out but for you it's the thoughts Damn. <laughs> I mean, I, I I cannot say, I cannot rule out uh, the formal mm-hmm. because I have been staring at um, like one of my planner pages and I have this box where I can like write what books do I wish to read this month, people to meet, places to visit. And I decided to add a corner for like movies, dramas, and like TV shows. And I have a long list in every part but there's way too much content yeah. to, to follow up with and to look at and yeah. everything's just so fun yeah. and dips into something different than the other yeah um so i can relate to FOMO like yeah. i can definitely put it as a theory but maybe as not as much as the first two yeah yeah not, not as much as the first two and it's not yeah. being used in a productive sense but more in a leisure uh-huh. sense honestly I've been feeling the last one the whole part more recently like oh, this month yeah but um, I've had these theories the previous two for a long time yeah, yeah. I totally understand and I get it 1000% um, honestly I would do that while I would be doing mundane things and I caught myself doing that. I would, I would put YouTube videos to not basically think while I'm brushing my teeth, while I'm washing my face, and 
I remember like trying to avoid thinking when I'm doing these mundane things and I realized why why am I stopping myself from thinking mm-hmm. but for you it's more extreme than that it's stress like you're stressing about the task that you're doing and maybe try to do it again with like classical music or something that might take a bit of thought but not your entire mm-hmm. like thinking mm-hmm. and then slowly ease into the silence mm-hmm. I think there is like there's a big fancy word for it, like a fear of silence. Forgot what it was. There is a term for it. Yeah, there is a term for it. That yeah. definitely runs up right Really? Itself. You yeah. can't sit in silence at all? I mean, I can, but I don't prefer that. Okay. I can sit alone, but not in silence. I mean, depends on how the silence is. I don't know. Because when you mentioned just now brushing your teeth, I remember that when we used to go to uni, like actually attend, sometimes I would be like, yeah, (laughs) I know, right? Um, Sometimes I would be like, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and that. And then I have these running thoughts about the day ahead of me and I start breathing heavily and like getting anxious. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm certain like my mood have dropped. Oh, I'm, I'm a morning person my mood would, would drop mm-hmm. and I'm like what did I do now to have my mood drop so low yeah and then again after reflection I realized that it's just that surge of thoughts mm-hmm. yeah that made me anxious that's why it really is important what do you feed your brain with true that's very true and I feel like maybe we put too much stress on what you have to do that's why you start hating it even though you're a morning person yeah even though you're supposed to be maybe i'd say on the contrary idealizing those tasks because they're during your favorite part of the day exactly yeah true it really it sucks i know when you're supposed to enjoy a task especially the podcast that you're in the script you're supposed to be enjoying it but maybe you're putting too much pressure on it maybe you're putting too much pressure on yourself to be being perfect in each and every task and that relates to that is practicing very that is very 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 valid like there's no denial that relates to practicing and why you feel like you should be good in something from my thought about being mm-hmm. a perfectionist mm-hmm. is something that i also suffer with and i feel like it's something a lot of people suffer with a professor once told me that being a perfectionist is the most foolish thing you can do because you're aiming for the moon, but you know you can't reach it. And you still die trying. Mm-hmm. And something that's not attainable at all. So why would you even try to reach it? It's foolish. It's not even made for human beings. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. why I, I machines. Had, yeah. I had this thought last weekend that okay, so we're gonna start eliminating perfect perfectionism exactly from, from my own vocabulary and even my belief like not a human being is perfect nothing nothing in this world is perfect nothing not even like not humans not objects nothing unless if it's a creation by god then i think it must be perfect because he's the only perfect um so no perfectionism in moses dictionary that's that. Maybe you can also remove it from yours. <laughs> Honestly, after what my professor told me, I think I did. 
because she shocked me. She was like, Melissa, you're being foolish. And I was like, oh, I'm being foolish for trying to be the best that I, I can ever be. And there's a difference between being the best you can ever be and being perfect. Mm-hmm. The best you can ever be is the person you are compared to yesterday. But perfectionism is perfectionism. I mean, yeah. God, the stresses of the mind of a perfectionist. <laughs> maybe you want to deep dive into it, but maybe you don't want to deep dive into it. Maybe I'm too triggered. Maybe I'm too traumatized to deep dive into it. At the end, I'd be like, do I have any results? Yes. Yes. I have results. You're better than you were yesterday. That's all that counts. Yeah. But I'm talking back about the example or like what I was doing, like listening to the podcast and typing oh, out. Okay. Do, do I have results? Yes. I have. I typed something out. I've listened. Am I satisfied with what I, what I produced or what I worked on? Not really. Oh. So... If it's still not clear to anybody, what I'm basically trying to say is that I always try to find a leeway to take off my to-do list. Yeah. You know, because I love taking things off. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect in every task on your to-do list. Remember that. Yeah. Like, why do we even multitask? I remember, I remember hearing that it decreases your concentration by a lot of it. It exhausts you. Like it does. You you go through withdrawal symptoms. It really does. And I at first I didn't believe that. I heard that too and I didn't believe that. Me I was too. Like, I was like very productive. I take things off. I don't see what exactly. you're talking about. I believe it. But now, I now in my mind, I'd be like, I just don't want to do anything. I don't want to touch my phone. I want to open a book. I want to talk to I don't want to talk to anybody. It frustrates me. I'm just going to exist exactly. for a moment. Exactly. Multitasking <laughs> frustrates me so much to the point where if I'm trying to do one thing and a person's trying to talk to me and I'd multitask that way by talking to that person, trying to do something, I wouldn't want to do either. And I would get angry at the person and at the thing that the thing doing because I would feel like both of them are stressing me out to the point where I started hating them. Honestly, don't talk to me while I'm doing something. Excuse me, human decency. But sometimes you have to. Sometimes you're forced to multitask. Especially yeah. at the workplace, you are forced to do that. I have to say something about the word forced. Mm-hmm. I, I actually hate it because we are we made up the system. Oh we made up God. the system. So who are you to tell me that it's okay, it's normal, this is not not you, Moza, but that when people are like normalizing it, that this is the workplace. We made this workplace. It was not set in stone. Excuse you. God. Oh my God. <laughs> I literally want to put a thousand lines under that. I we made this have stuff. been thinking about this sentence for a long time and I can finally take it off because it was such a big idea that come, came to my mind when people just like make excuses for something that we ourselves put out in the world. Absolutely. I'm I'm speechless, but I I definitely agree. I just like definitely, definitely. There's a lot of examples that I cannot. The nine to five, the nine to five. A lot of things. Miscellaneous things. Why? Just because everybody does it. Just because it's it's. Exactly. It could be a an unknown rule. Like it's not written, but everybody does it. Yeah. 
And I hate it so much because so much of your day wastes away in your workplace that you're not even able to have any hobbies or know who you are after work. Mm-hmm. Come on, nine to, five, nine to five would return home tired? How many hours of the day would you spend with your family? How many hours of the day would you spend with yourself? That's like most of your day being wasted away. God, I can't even start with the nine to five because I literally start like have a mental breakdown. And if you slack, you're like, oh, yes, why? Exactly. If I don't slack, know. You tell me. You're why. Go- exactly. You're going to be in the bottom of the food chain. If you slack, you're going to be in the bottom of the food chain. You're going to see you as unmotivated, etc., etc., etc. When everybody is doing great, but then again. You're comparing yourself to everyone and everyone <laughs> is going through something. So it's a constant cycle. It's never ending. It's never ending. Unless you decide to put an end to it and exactly. change your life. So, exactly. So yeah, this concept, you know, I noticed that it riles up my anxiety and these things I've been going through like very recently. So I can remember the feeling. I can remember the thoughts that I had and the feeling that, I, that I've been through, and it makes me very, very scared. Even in my my own room, like in the comfort of my own place, in my safe space. But I also feel frustrated with myself, my behavior, and you know how how this just happens and it slows down my own progress, and I can really get better and continue to learn and grow more. I believe. Maybe, thank you. <laughs> Maybe I will keep you guys updated every once in a while about how my progress is going yes please do keep us updated because we really do care about you and honestly i feel like everybody goes through that so we can relate mm-hmm. everyone can relate Absolutely. about these concepts maybe not love but <laughs> these I mean, concepts. what we talked about can actually translate into a lot of other relationships as well because Anybody can be manipulative, cunning, or exactly. just very toxic. True. Yeah. Maybe the specific details that we shared relate to love, but also you can take anything and put it, like fill in the blank sometimes. True. Maybe listen to our episodes and think about your life. Reevaluate it and reflect. Let us know. Let us I mean, join us the conversation. You have us exactly. on Twitter. You have us on TikTok now. Leave us comments there. Please do email us. And we'll get to talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.